Let's celebrate his goodness. I've heard a thousand stories of what they think you're like, but I've heard tender whispers of love in the dead of night, and you tell me that you're pleased and I'm never, never alone. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. I've seen many searching for answers far and wide, but I know we're all searching for answers only you can provide, cause you know just what we need before we, we say your word, you're a good, good father, it's who you are, it's who you are, and I'm loved by you. It's who I am, it's who I am, it's who I am. You're a good, good father. And I'm loved by you. You are perfect in all of your ways. Perfect in all of your ways you are perfect in all of your ways to us you're a good good father it's who you are it's who you are it's who you are and i'm loved by you it's who i am it's who i am it's who I am, your good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are, and I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am, and you. It's who you are, it's who you are, it's who you are, and I'm loved by you. It's who I am, it's who I am, it's who I am. Heaven thundered 
lift him up this morning.
morning, just cast your cares before him. Before I move on to this next song, let's sing that one more time. Because there's nothing that can stop our God. There's nothing that he can't do. Including all the pain in this world. Let's sing a chorus one more time. Unstoppable God, let your glory go on and on. Impossible things in your name, they shall be done. Unstoppable God, let your glory go on and on. Impossible things in your name, they shall be done. Y'all believe that this morning?
Jesus, you're my hope and stay. So teach my song to rise to you. When temptation comes my way. And when I cannot stand, I'll fall on you. Jesus, you're my hope and stay. Consider all the worlds thy hands have made, and I see the stars, and I hear the Thou art. 
If you have your Bibles, open with me to the Gospel of John, John chapter 14. John chapter 14, and this is something that's been kind of bouncing around in my head for about three weeks now, and I've shared it in a couple different uh, places uh, in, in, a, in a funeral service, and then uh, partnering with, um, with Jim Frazier as he, he preached the message. He asked me to give some insight on it, but as I studied it and it's kind of mulling it around in my head, I'm like, I need to share this with the church. Uh, so I'm excited to look at the Gospel of John chapter 14 today, and let me start by asking the question, <clears throat> how many of you like a good old road trip? Not the one we get in the plane, but you know, just get in the car behind the wheel and just go. I, I like a good road trip. I like the roads. My favorite roads are the back roads, you know, the easy roads, something like this. You know what you think about when you're on a road like that? Nothing. You just drive, man. You don't have to think about your next turn because it's obviously not soon. Your radio's turned up. You're jamming out to whatever songs you like to jam out to. Maybe your kids are being crazy loud in the car with you or you're having a conversation. Maybe you're doing a little bit extra speed. Um, ignore that, police officers in the room, how troll. You, you know, you're just cruising. You're enjoying the journey. That's my favorite kind of road. But then sometimes, and, and if you, you get to the big metroplexes, I remember the first time I drove in Dallas and how confusing everything was. Um, how many of you just got a little anxious right there? You just saw that picture, and the anxiety level rose just a little bit. The reality is, is when you get to this situation, follow me now, how many of you do this? You turn the radio down. As if the lack of noise is going to help you look at the roads better or read the signs, but we all do it. It's just something psychologically in us. We turn the radio down, we tell the kids to shush, and we pay attention. Why? Because we don't want to miss a turn. And if you miss a turn in something like that, it's like a year and a half before you get back around to the place that you wanted to be. It's an eternity, right? It's frustrating. Your, your, your anxiety's up. You're a little bit, um, you're not certain. I know that the first time I drove there, I was, I was very uncertain about the areas you're at, whether you're going to make the right turn. You just want to know that you're on the right road, and that road is going to get you to the destination. Now, one thing that makes that a little easier are these little things called GPS devices, but how many of you know they're not always right? Um, two, th- two times in my life, the GPS took me down the wrong road. One of them was a very dangerous area of town in Dallas. Um, doors locked, gun at my side. I'm like, GPS, you failed me, man. You know, it's just like shortest distance. Uh-uh. Another time was a road, one of those fire roads up in the mountains. GPS said, hey, this is the way to get to Divide, Colorado. Whew, one of the most tense situations that we've ever been in. So they're not always perfect. But it helps when you're on a journey, especially in a place like this, if you've got somebody sitting shotgun with you that knows that place like the back of their hands, doesn't it? You're like, hey, Shane, don't worry about a thing. Just listen to me. You're going to take a right up here. And whatever you do, don't take a left because that will take you here. It will waste a lot of time. Just follow the instructions. It takes a lot of the tension. It takes a lot of the anxiety away from a trip like that. And why do I bring that up? Because I think if you could put into a picture the way we feel today in society, in a world that's crazy, that's nuts, that's mad, that is uncertain, I, I think that's what the picture would look like. Would you agree? The world's crazy. And there, there are seasons that we're going through and life just seems easy. We're just going along the road, enjoying life, not a care in the world. And then all of a sudden, it seems like in the last few months, we get, we get this. And if you're like me, this stuff starts to get you thinking, okay, we're on a road to a destination, and, and many of you have been hearing things, and you're wondering yourself, are we close to the end? Are we getting close to the end of the, you know, where we're headed to the destination? Are we there yet? Are we in the end times? And so when we ask that question, naturally for a lot of people, we might ask the question, how do we know 
that we're on the right road. Are we on the right road? How can we know the way? That's the title of the message today. How can we know the way? And it's the question that Thomas asked Jesus in John chapter 14. And I love John chapter 14 because it's Jesus encouraging the disciples. Um, Chapters 13 through 17 are like he's preparing them for his leaving. And it's in the chapter 14 that he encourages them and he gives us this little nugget as Thomas asks the question, how can we know the way? So let's read the text and let's talk about that for just a few moments. Father, we thank you for your word. We know your word is truth. We ask that you would just open our eyes today, Lord, to receive whatever truth that you want us to to get today out of the text. Lord, I pray that you would encourage those of us who are on the road and just want that reassurance that we're on the right road for those that have never placed their faith in you that are wondering. God, I pray that today would be the day that they learn how they can also know for sure that they're on the right road. I ask it in Jesus' name, amen. So chapter 14, let's just go ahead and read the verses. It says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There's more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. And you know the way to where I am going. Verse 5, no, we don't, Lord, Thomas said. We have no idea where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. How do we know we're on the right road? How can we know the way? We live in a world that's pretty confusing. There's a lot of people telling you, follow this road, follow that road. I got the truth. I've got the way. And we read scripture where it says, um, broad is the way and the, the, the gate is wide that leads to destruction. There are many people that choose to travel that route. That's in Matthew chapter 7. But he says, narrow is the way that leads to eternal life and the road is rough. And he says, a very few find it. And so we, we know that there's a way that's broad. It's the popular route. How do we know that we're on the right path. Now, it's interesting that Jesus <clears throat> shares this here because here's what's going on in the context. You got the upper room discourse. This is where they're at. They're in the upper room. And Jesus has already been talking to his disciples, and it's a little heavy in the room. By the time we get to John chapter 14, verse 1, there's a sense of heaviness in the room. Why? Because after three and a half years of traveling with Jesus, after three and a half years of seeing Jesus do what Jesus did, Jesus told them he's going to be leaving them and they weren't going to be able to go with him. And so naturally, if you're a disciple and the last three and a half years of your life were spent walking with Jesus, witnessing the miracles of Jesus, you're like, hey, there's nothing that Jesus can't do. Hey, we're all good because we're with Jesus. And now Jesus is saying, um, I'm going to leave and you can't go with me. Naturally, you're going to be like, why can't I go? Peter says that. Why can't we go now? I'll, I'll die for you. And he says, Peter, you'll deny me three times before the rooster crows tonight. He says, one of you at the table with me will betray me. And in another gospel, it says, all of you disciples will fall away on account of me tonight. So there was a little anxiety in the room. I'm sure their hearts were a little disturbed. I'm sure their hearts were troubled. And it's to that tension that Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled. 
Don't let your hearts be troubled. Now, there's something that we need to see. We don't see it in the English text, but in the Greek, that is in the imperative mood. What that means is it's a command. It's a command because it's something of, of, of urgency. Jesus is wanting them to, to, to understand. It's, it's like he's saying, hey, don't. Don't be troubled. Trust me. Don't be anxious. Don't be worried. Don't be fearful. Trust me. I got this. And Jesus says to his disciples who are worried that he's leaving them and they can't go with him for now, um, he says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. That word is pistevo. In the Greek, it's also in the imperative mood. Again, it's a command. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Believe in me. Trust in me. Rely on me. That's the main verse that we need to hang on to. It says, there is more than enough room in my father's house. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. And you know the way to where I'm going. And it's as though Thomas is listening to Jesus and they're hung on this idea that Jesus is going to be leaving them and they can't go with them. And if Jesus is going to leave and we can't go now, but we will later, then how many of you know we need some good directions to get to where Jesus is going to be? And that's where they're at. It's like, how can we know? Well, we don't know. We have no idea where you are going. How can we know the way? I think Jesus was setting this whole thing up for them to ask that question because I think Jesus wanted them to hear and wants us to hear his response to that question. How can we know the way? We don't know where you're going, Jesus. How can we know the way? We need directions. We need a guide. Jesus said, I am the way. Not I am one of the ways. I'm one of many ways, but Jesus says, I am the way. I'm that narrow gate. I'm that narrow road. I am the way. He goes on to say, I am the, the truth. Not a truth or a different version of the He's the standard of truth, amen? And he says, and I am the life. The only life that we can ever experience that, is, that goes beyond just the little temporary stuff we see here and now is, is a life that is found in Christ. And Jesus says, hey, listen, I am life. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No man, no one can come to the Father except through me. Remember, he says, I am the gate. Those who come to or through me will be saved. That's in John chapter 10, verse 9. Jesus is the way. You know, there's, as I said earlier, there's a lot of confusion in our world today. And, you know, religion always gives you all these hoops to jump through. And you got to do this, this, and this. And then at the end of it all, the final destination, don't we all want to go to heaven? I mean, I don't know anybody's like, I don't want to go to heaven. It's like, it reminds me of the story of the, of the church bus that pulls up to a group of kids. And he says, hey, do you guys want to go to heaven? Uh-huh, get inside. And they all jump inside, and he goes to the next stop, and he finds some more kids. He goes, hey, do you want to go to heaven? And they, yeah, we want to go to heaven. Get inside. And he gets to a third spot, and he says, hey, kids, do you want to go to heaven? And they all say yes. He says, get inside. And there's this one little boy that says, mm-mm. Why don't you want to get inside? Don't you want to go to heaven? Yeah, I want to go to heaven. Well, get inside. Mm -mm. Son, you mean to tell me that when you die, at the end of this life, you don't want to go to heaven? No, no, no. I want to go to heaven when I die. I thought you were taking a busload now. The reality is we all want to go to heaven. We all want to get to that final destination. There's a lot of religion out there that tells you if you'll do X, Y, and Z, 
then you can get there. But how do we know we're on the right road? Jesus makes it clear that he is the way. The only way. You know, you take all the religions of the world and you remove their founders and you still have that religion there, but you take away Christ from Christianity and you have nothing because everything hinges on the person of of Jesus Christ. The death and the burial and the resurrection of Christ. Everything hinges there and so he is the way. Why can we say he is the way and not just one of many ways? Because he's the only one that was perfect. He's the only one that was sinless. He's the only one that died on the cross for the sins of the whole world. That's why we can say Jesus is the way. He paid the price. He knows the way to the Father. He says, I am the way. If you want to know where I'm going, you want to get to where I'm going, at the end of this journey, your final destination, you need to know to be on the right road is to know Jesus. You know, when we find Jesus, we're not lost anymore. Have you ever been lost on a road trip? I have. There's nothing more frustrating than being on a journey and taking a wrong turn and not knowing that you took the wrong turn and traveling for a great amount of time, wasting precious time. Here's the sad thing. There are a lot of people today who are on the wrong road, and that's sad, but what's even more sad than that are people that are on the wrong road of life thinking they're on the right road. The Bible says there is a way that seems right to man, but in the end it leads to destruction. How do we know that we know the way? How do we know that we know the right road? Jesus makes it clear. He is the way. I hope that's clear this morning. That Jesus is the way. He's not just a way, but he is the way. You see, I'm not trusting in religion. I'm not trusting in my past church experiences. I'm not trusting in my good looks. I'm not going to be very far, but I'm not trusting in the service to the ministry. I'm not trusting in anything else but the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. He is the way. You know what that does for me? You know what John chapter 14, verse 6 does for me? It brings me confidence. As Chris read that passage a while ago, confident. David had confidence even in the midst of the chaos, even in the, the midst of the uncertainty, there's a sense of calm and peace. That's what this verse does for me. It just gives me a sense of peace knowing that I am on the right road. If I'm trusting in Jesus, I'm on the right road. And there there are roads, there are days in life that are going to be easy sailing. It's going to be nice. I like like my life today. And there are going to be times in life when it's chaos and uncertain and crazy, like that picture I showed you a while ago. But even in that, we have the ultimate guide in the person of Jesus Christ. When we place our trust in him, he will lead us safely to the destination. It's not always going to be easy. Jesus himself said, in this world, you're going to have trials, tribulations, you're going to have troubles, but take heart, I have overcome the world. When it's all said and done, at the end of this journey, if I want to be at that ultimate destination and be at home with the Lord, then I have to know the way to get there, and the way to do that is to place your faith in Jesus Christ. Look back at verse 1. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. There's the key. Trust also in me to believe, to to rely on, to put your trust in a person, and that person is Jesus Christ. That is the key to knowing you're on the right road that will ultimately get you to the destination that we all want to be at. Amen? So my heart is not troubled because I know Jesus. And because I know Jesus, I am confident, not because of me, 
but because of him. I'm confident that I'm on the right road to home. I have peace. Look, at, look back at those first verses there. It says, um, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. Don't let your hearts be troubled. You know what he's saying? Peace. If your heart is disturbed, if your heart is, is, is troubled, he said, peace. Trust me. That peace can only be found in our faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ. When we place our faith in him, he goes on to say, I'm going to give you a special gift. If you look over at chapter, same 14, verse 27, Jesus says this, I am leaving you a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give, so don't be troubled or afraid. Why? Because he gives us his peace. Are you thankful for the peace of God today? So don't be, don't let your hearts be troubled. That's peace. I have his peace. Another thing I have is this promise um, that there is a, uh, two things, there's a place for me. He says, I am going to my father's home. Now, whether it's a, a mansion, as the King James says, or it's a bunch of rooms, I really don't care if it's a tent in the backyard of the father's house, as long as I know that I'm going to be with the father. But he says, there's more than enough room in my father's house. If this were not so, I would have told you. Um, and he says, I'm going there to prepare a place for you. There's just this idea, this hope that one day when this world is over, there's a place that is being prepared for me. I have this hope and this promise of a place that is prepared for me. And he says, and when everything is ready, when all the preparations have been made, listen to this other promise, I will come and get you. I take a lot of comfort in that promise as well. I know that one day Jesus is going to come back. Amen? I will come and get you. So I have his peace and I have his promise that there's a place and that he will return for me. And all of that, as I said, brings me great assurance as I'm on this road in life. How do I know I'm on the, the right road? Even when it gets chaotic, even when I tempted to turn the radio down and tell everybody to be quiet. I need to hyper-focus now because it's getting crazy knowing that the one that guides me through this life knows the way and he will deliver me safely to the ultimate destination. I take great comfort in that, in that today, in that truth. The question is, do you know the way? As Thomas asked the question, how can we know the way? We can know the way by knowing Jesus. It's that simple. And by knowing Jesus, I'm not talking about knowing about Jesus because there are a lot of people, oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard about him. But knowing Jesus is to place your faith in Jesus. Do you remember the story about Charles Blondin? Back in the 1800s, this man, this, this crazy man that walks across the tightrope uh, from Canada to the States, you know, at the Niagara Falls. And he goes across it several times. He's cooked an omelet with a little grill in the middle of a tightrope. And then they say that he, he took a wheelbarrow. First off, he walks across it backwards, and then he gets to the other side and grabs a wheelbarrow and goes across it. And then it's said that he's asked the crowd, do you think that I can, can do this pushing a guy in the wheelbarrow? And everybody's like, oh, yeah, you can do it. Look, we've already watched you do everything. Sure you can do it. Then who will get in the wheelbarrow? And it's said that no one took him up on his offer. See, they believed he could do it, but true saving faith is getting in the wheelbarrow. And, and so when it comes to Christ, it's like, I can believe who he is and what he did, but until I personally get in the wheelbarrow, until I personally place my trust, my hope in him for salvation, that is 
saving faith. That's what I need to do, right? And so that's the key to knowing the way home is to be in a right relationship with God the Father. So, yes, we can know the way. We can know the way by knowing Jesus. And knowing Jesus makes all the difference. In the middle of the chaos, I can have peace and I can rest on his promises that there's a place prepared for me and that he will return again. For me as a follower of Christ, it just gives me a sense of calm in a crazy world. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't, want the, I don't know what the next pandemic is going to be. I don't know what the next, um, you know, crazy thing that's going to, I mean, we, 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 we're talking about murder hornets for a while. I mean, I don't know what's coming next, but I, I know that in this journey of life, I'm not alone. And I know that because I place my, my faith, I'm relying on the finished work of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that he will make sure that I make that destination. And I'll end up where I ultimately want to be, and that is at home with the Father. Do you know the way home? Listen, it's as simple as placing your faith and your trust in Jesus. Admit you're a sinner. We're all sinners. Believe in the gospel of Jesus Christ. What is that? Jesus died on the cross for the sins, your sins, the sins of the whole world. He died on the cross. He was buried, and on the third day, hallelujah, he was raised from the grave. And he lives even today. That's the gospel. That's the good news. And because he lives, we also can, can live. And to confess means to confess him as Lord. The Bible says if you believe in your heart that God raised you from the dead, if you confess him with your mouth, and actually it's backwards, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. That's confidence, right? So if you're here today and you've not placed your faith in Jesus, and you're like, Shane, I really want to know how I can be confident that I know the way. Um, I would encourage you as we dismiss um, to come forward. I'd love to be able to pray with you or answer any questions that you might have um, and just encourage you along the way. And Christian, listen, as we continue this journey of life, what should our attitudes be like? Now, if you're on a, a journey in, in the midst of the uncertainty, knowing that we've got the greatest guide ever known to man who is the ultimate source of truth, it will never leave us and never forsake us. What kind of a mentality, what kind of a, an attitude should we have in this life? Not one of arrogance, but one of confidence. You know what? God's got this. Amen? Hopefully you're encouraged today. Hopefully you can draw the same encouragement from that verse that I can. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. He, through Jesus, is salvation, and only through Jesus. He is the way. And you can know the way by knowing Jesus. Will you bow your heads with me? Father, I thank you for the absolute truth in your word that we don't have to guess. In this journey of life, we don't have to be confused about what road we need to be on. We simply know, Lord, that you are the author of life. You're the one that paid the ultimate price by giving your body laying down your body as a sacrifice for our sins so that we could be in a right relationship with you. Father, we know when it comes to truth, you're the, you're the standard of truth. How do we know our value? We know our value by looking at John three sixteen. You loved us so much that you gave your son to die on the cross so that we could have eternal life. We wouldn't perish. Father, I pray that today, for those that might be 
wandering? Are they on the right road? That today they would look not to religion, they would look not to their, their good works or their church attendance, but they would look only to the finished work of the cross. Trust in Jesus and Jesus alone. And to know Jesus by placing our faith in Jesus is to be on the right path. And I pray that today would be the day that they just take that step of faith. And Father, for those that have already placed their faith in you that are just in this journey and we're weary from the journey, our hearts are heavy, maybe we're confused or a little anxious, maybe we're just straight up troubled in our hearts today. Let us hear these words afresh in our hearts and minds as Jesus spoke them to his disciples. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in me. Lord, don't let us be uh, beholden to our emotions, to circumstances. Help us to look up and see the author and the finisher of our faith guiding us through all the chaos, knowing that we will, uh, because of our faith in Christ, one day stand before you. And I pray that that encourages us in our journey, that we can walk with purpose in our steps. We, we can walk without doubt and uncertainty. Father, we know that you will safely lead us home. We acknowledge today that to know you is to know the way. So, Father, we thank you for that. God, we thank you for that. It's all possible because of what you did for us on the cross. So thank you for all that you do for us. It's in Jesus' name that we pray these things.